you're listening to the New Happy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Harrison, the founder of The New Happy, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking all about how to interrupt ourselves. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are trying to better yourself in one way or another. You are trying to be less reactive. You're trying to let go of the little things, to be more understanding of your sister, not to let that coworker annoy you so much. Whatever it is, you're trying to be better. And you know what, before we get any further, you deserve some major kudos for that. That desire to do so is so beautiful. And to get to the point of awareness where you're trying to make these changes, that's amazing. Take a minute and feel proud of yourself. But if you're like most of us, you might be struggling with these changes. And there's a good reason for that. It's hard. It's become an automatic response. It's just like a behavioral habit, like going for a morning walk or always putting your keys in the same place when you get home. But it's more of a psychological response, a psychological habit. There is a cue, which then triggers a behavior. Maybe in this coworker example, The cue is whenever you see an email pop up from her, you immediately feel on edge. And then that creates stress within you, which makes you start to look for the negative more and more. And then you read the email and because you're feeling stressed, you interpret it in a certain way, which makes you feel more stressed. And then you reply and maybe that creates more tension in your relationship. And then that makes you feel angrier and more resentful towards her. And all of a sudden, we're in this downward spiral. This is very normal. (laughs) And it's something that happens to all of us. The tool of self-interruption that we are going to talk about today is something that you can use to help address things like this. And while it can also be used for other habits, like behaviors, what I'm really interested in is how this applies to cultivating our character, because that's what really matters for long-term happiness. It's the best bang for your buck. You know, you can try to find happiness by trying to achieve stuff, or by finally having the perfect routine, or trying to make everybody like you or any of the other misguided strategies that we humans like to try. Or we can skip all that and do what helps, do what works, which is to work to become a better person, which not only leads to your own happiness, but to a better world. In doing this, you build a sense of stability and contentedness inside of you, that is stable and profound and incredibly powerful. The million dollar question is how? How do you do this? 
you do this by cultivating your character one step at a time. Your character is defined through your daily choices. It's the choice to say a kind word, to help somebody, to assume the best, to forgive, to be brave, to be patient, to love, to do the right thing. Everything that we do helps to create our character. There's this famous quote, which has been wrongly attributed to many wise, famous people, including the Buddha, Lao Tzu, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and Margaret Thatcher. It's a really great quote, and the current belief is that it was actually said by the creator of a U.S. supermarket chain named Frank Outlaw. The quote goes like this. Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become deeds. Watch your deeds. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. On first blush, this might sound intimidating, but I actually think it's incredibly empowering. It means that at any moment, we can start to become a better person by shifting just one thought, just one word, or just one action. We do not have to overhaul our lives or change who we are. We can just start with a small shift, and that small shift can have a profound impact because it isn't just that one thing. It becomes so much more. It's pretty inspiring to realize that just making that one small shift can not only help to contribute to your own happiness, but to the happiness of the world around you too. Now, in order to develop our character, we have to recognize our shared limitations. The reason we're here working on this together is because many of our default responses to specific cues won't be aligned with the type of character that we're trying to develop. I know personally, despite my very best intentions, I still take things personally, get angry and triggered, make mountains out of molehills, shut down, on the list goes. <laughs> These are all things that get in the way of my character building. That's because we all have egos, and we live in a world that has told us to focus on building up those egos, to become more and more self-absorbed. And when egos feel threatened, they do what egos do. They're going to defend themselves and entrench themselves and throw everything we've got at it. We also all have emotions, <laughs> and emotions can be tricky. Our emotions kick in far quicker than our rational brains do, and they react saying things like, how dare they? Well, I'm going to be rude right back. They need to get theirs. We lose our deep, rational, profound desire to be a good person, and our emotions kick into gear, which then tend to lead to specific corresponding behaviors. And finally, we all have this tendency where we're waiting for somebody else to go first. We say things to ourselves like, 
why is the world like this? Why doesn't somebody do something about that? What is wrong with humans? Those kind of sentences. And it's true that it's just a lot easier to project outward than it is to ask those questions of ourselves and then hold ourselves accountable to being the person who does something about them. With all of this in mind, in order to develop our character, we can interrupt ourselves. Here's how it works. We can create a tiny little pocket of space between our instinctive reaction and the person that we want to be. So let's say, for example, that somebody cuts you off on the road, and this really pisses you off. It's dangerous. You have your kids in the car. They didn't seem to be paying attention at all. Your instinctive response would be to feel the emotion. I'm angry. To hear it from the ego. I would never do that. How dangerous. And the need to have them fix it first. I don't need to calm down. It's their fault. And then that would lead to behaviors that you probably don't want, like cursing in front of your kids or maybe racing after them or even just spending the rest of your day thinking about how all people are such jerks when really you don't know if that person was speeding for a good reason or not. Maybe they were rushing to get to the hospital for an emergency. On the other hand, maybe they were just recklessly driving. Whatever the reasons for their behavior that is not in our control, but what is in our control is how we respond. Do we want to let this person's behavior to impact your character in this way? If the answer is no, then you can interrupt yourself. In the split second, after the cue, between the cue and your response, you pause. You give yourself a chance to take a few breaths and you sit there and you just pay attention to what is going on in your head and your heart. You don't have to suppress your emotions because that's harmful for you. Some studies propose that an emotion only lasts for 90 seconds in the body. Can you give yourself 90 seconds to let the anger move through you and pass? You can just watch it rise up in you. Observe your emotions. You can watch what your ego says and how it kicks up a fuss, how it starts to tell stories out of absolute thin air about this person and how they have no regard for humanity. And you can listen to how that becomes a narrative about how they need to take responsibility for this. In that pause, you can create the space to look at yourself and the moment with honesty. You have been given a perfect opportunity to break a pattern. Will you take it? And just as importantly... On the days and the moments where you struggle to take it, will you be kind to yourself and continue to keep trying? Because this is not easy. 
But again, as we just discussed, we don't have to get it perfect at all. There are so many opportunities to try again. We just have to keep going, keep using the next moment in front of us to try once more. These tiny decisions that are made in the span of a few breaths can truly transform you. Every time that you're presented with a pattern and you take a minute to interrupt it, to inject a bit of space between the cue and the response, you create the possibility for huge transformations to happen. For many years, scientists believed that we were all naturally selfish. But more recently, multiple studies have found that our basic nature might actually be that of goodness. That's what I believe. Studies of babies have found that they naturally want to help others. They do it in all sorts of ways. They divide items fairly between people. They offer their help to others and they find joy in giving. They get upset if somebody hurts someone else or disrupts a group. I like to think of this goodness as this golden light that shines inside all of us. If you follow the new happy on Instagram, you'll have seen that I often use yellow in our art to symbolize pure happiness and goodness. So just imagine that inside of you, you have this ball of joyous, beautiful yellow light. But the world we live in is hard to live in and so many people have been through so much pain. We've all been through so much old happy conditioning and stress and sadness and grief and basically all of this stuff gets piled on top of us as we grow up. That light gets covered up and we have to go through the process of clearing off all of the stuff that's been put on top of us to expose the inner goodness. There's a lot of ways to do this, but I think that interrupting is one of the coolest because it can be done in the moment. And here's how I picture it. When we interrupt ourselves, we create this tiny little space for the light to shine through. This pinprick of light. And the more we interrupt ourselves the more tiny pinpricks of light start to shine until all of a sudden they overpower all the stuff that's been put on top of us and the light starts to win and it shines through and it's just radiant. That's how I think about developing goodness. It's more of exposing the good that's already in you, removing what's getting in the way, and giving yourself a tool to do that through interrupting. One of the things that is really important to interrupt beyond our reactions to other people is the ways in which we treat ourselves and the ways in which we actually come to trick ourselves that all that stuff that's papered over our light is the truth. 
when really it's just a distraction that we need to clear. Many of us struggle with thoughts that are incredibly cruel and unkind and judgmental towards ourselves. Learning how to notice and interrupt those thoughts is so important for our well-being. So let's get practical. We need a plan. Studies have found that having plans for how to follow through on goals increases the likelihood that you'll achieve it very significantly. So let's make a plan together now. I want you to take a moment to think about an event, the cue, that tends to activate you in one way or another. Choose something small to start. Your kids don't put the dishes in the sink. Your partner throws the socks on the floor even though the laundry basket is right there. Somebody takes your parking spot. Whatever it is, bring something to mind. Just take a moment now and identify it. Now think about what your typical response is to that. Maybe you lash out or get impatient or shut down or snap or you suppress your emotions and then they boil up later. Think about the response. Now let's put them together in a sentence. When this event happens, I tend to respond by doing this. Now I want you to think about a new response, something that would help you to interrupt this behavior. The simplest interruption is to take a minute to breathe, but you can do a lot of things. You can focus on a mantra, you can close your eyes, you can think about your ideal state character and what that version of you would do. You can picture the glowing yellow light inside of you. Take a minute and think about your interruption. Okay, great. You now have a plan. Take a minute to jot it down somewhere or repeat it out loud to yourself. When this event happens, I will interrupt myself by doing. Let's hear from two of our new happy members about their interruption plans. Hi, I'm Indy. I'm from Manitoba, Canada. My behavior that I wanted to interrupt was the idea of me looking into the mirror and seeing things I wanted to change before things that I appreciate. For example, looking at my arms and thinking about how big or small they were, rather than thinking about how strong they were. This body has carried me through a pandemic, multiple waves of quarantine and all the things that come with that. I believe that the behavior we should all interrupt a little bit more is some self-hatred when we look back at a reflection of ourselves. It's a reflection of who we are, a stronger self. When we look into the mirror, we should see someone we appreciate, someone we love, someone we cherish. I hope to do that more in the upcoming months. Um, I went to a prep school 
which made me feel like I wasn't smart as smart as everybody else. And whenever I remember, I mean, whenever I'm studying, I might feel triggered, like maybe others can do this, like you know, better than me, easier than me, uh, be simply because they're smarter than me. And then I just remind. Uh, I mean, that was the trigger, and I used to just go down that rabbit hole of why am I not as smart as everyone else? Why couldn't I just be born uh, with a gift for um, like, you know, problem solving? And now I've just interrupted it with, um, it just takes work and engagement and involvement. Nothing's too hard. If somebody else can do it, I can do it too. I also want to mention another practical element, which is, how much easier it is to interrupt yourself when you've had a chance to take good care of yourself. It is a lot easier to do this when you've gotten enough sleep and rest and food and your needs are feeling satisfied. Just remember how important that is. To be our best selves, we have to take care of ourselves. And when we are feeling strong, we also have to take care of other people so that they can be their best selves. Everyone deserves this. And finally, I want to mention one last thing. Interrupting yourself doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself, feel your feelings, assert your boundaries, push back on something, stand up for other people or any of the other important elements of living a new happy life. It means that you do all of these things from a place of centeredness, awareness, and presence. When you do these after you have interrupted yourself, you're likely to do the greatest good for all involved. Sometimes interrupting yourself will help you to realize you need to physically leave a room or create space between yourself and someone else, or remove yourself from a situation. Once you have given yourself an interruption, listen to what your intuition and your instincts are telling you to do. They're far more accessible to you now that you're in a more present space. This is all about letting that light of yours shine through more and more and not about dimming it. One of the hardest things about being human, I think, is not having control over what we would like to have control over. And that can include other people's behavior. It would be so much easier if we could just magically dictate that everyone be kind and supportive of all human rights and anti-racist and non-judgmental and considerate but we can't. What we can do is we can control ourselves and our own behavior and our own character. We can become beacons, champions, and inspirations for others in the way that we engage and show up in the world. And we can help others to do the same through our example, our actions, our encouragement, our accountability, our requests. In doing this, we can create peace within ourselves. 
And then we can create peace within our homes, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our communities, our groups of friends. And ultimately, the more of us who do that, the more that we can make the world a truly better place. And the beautiful thing is that we can start at any time. We can start right here and right now with our next thought or action or choice. And if we miss that one, we can try the next one. There's never a shortage of opportunities to work towards this most noble goal. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach out to us at community at the new or on Instagram or Twitter at newhappyco. We'll see you next week.